It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Kyle Krabs here, host of Locked On NFL Scouting. Join Joe Marino and me every day as we provide position-by-position analysis of the upcoming NFL Draft. Check out the Locked On NFL Scouting podcast with the Draft Dudes on YouTube or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Jay Crawford, Adam the Bull, Garrett Bush, and so many big names, it would take me hours to say all of their names. The ultimate Cleveland sports show. Booyah. Well, we thought we'd know by now if the Guardians season was still over. If someone would have told us yesterday at the time we did the show that the Guardians would still be playing, (laughs) I'd be like, wow, we're in the ALCS. Man, you'd be freaked out. You're like, let's go. (laughs) It didn't work out that way. Uh, the rain washed it out. Mm. What a what a nightmare, really. Uh, my, my my son was at the game, mm. yeah. waiting for it to start. That was like ridiculous. Everybody else, that was ridiculous. It was interesting how it played out. We'll talk about all of that. We're going to get into the Guardians and Game Five. We'll also talk about some of the decisions facing Tito. Because do you come back with Bieber on short on short rest? Right. As things stand right now, he's going to start Aaron Savali. I wouldn't completely discount the idea that Bieber's not available. Sure. I, I think, you know, now that he's just on one day short rest yeah. um, or short of his normal rest, I think that uh, that certainly opens the possibility that we could see Shane Bieber, who was lights out against the Yankees right. the first time through. The Yankees have switched their starter, so it will be Cortez going uh, in game two instead of Tyone, which we kind of figured would happen if the game was pushed. And now their bullpen is on full rest. We have an alarm yeah, going off. Just I hear so that. people know, we literally are in the parking garage. Uh, this has not happened in our 111 That's shows. That's true. Well, there's always a first for everything, This is the right? first, so that noise you hear in the background, it's not an alarm. Oh, it's there, someone's car Is that yours? Are the fans I, hearing I, that? You know, it's not like, mine. I, I, you know, I don't know. We're going to send Anthony. Anthony, go check out. Oh, it stops. Uh, yep. It's yep. off. No, it's we're good. We're they good. found their it car. Was, it wasn't mine. Whoever was looking for their car found it. it. Wasn't mine. Yeah, they did. <laughs> I don't know why you'd set your alarm in a secured parking garage. <laughs> I turned that mine off. Odd. Yeah. yeah I, I don't even got my door. Right. I don't even unlock that. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, yeah, we'll talk the Guardians-Yankees, right. obviously. Also, um, it's the Browns' offense versus the Ravens' defense. <laughs> we're we're going to dive into that mm. and see who has the advantage there. You saw on the slate leading into the show that Jen Matthews was going to be here for her bi-monthly appearance to quiz us on trivia pertaining to the Browns' opponent that week, which, of course, is the Ravens. We just got word that Jen's not feeling well. Jen won't be here to operate the trivia game, but McNuggets is always good for a game show. He's going to slide in, and he's going to ask the questions. Also, Chuck Kyle, the legendary high school football coach at St. Ignatius High School, will be here. This, of course, is his last season I think this is his 40th year as the head coach. Um, we'll ask him that They're when he comes in. five and three this year. Five and three. A little yeah. disappointing this year. They really took it on the chin to their rival, St. Ed. Yeah. I went to that game a couple of weeks ago. St. Ed's is a – I'd be surprised if St. Ed's doesn't yeah. win the championship, the state championship. They're very, very good. And also, as we mentioned, what should Tito do with his starting rotation? But we're going to begin today with um, right there, Guardians game yeah. five. We were all amped up for yesterday. Yeah. I'm sure the players were. They showed up. They went through their stretching. They – we're ready to play the game. Then it was announced close to 6 o'clock, I believe, that the game was going to go into a delay. It was supposed to start at 7. 
I was talking to our meteorologists all day about the weather. They said it looked like there was initial, one initial system that was traveling southwest to northeast, which was going to really kind of encompass the island of Manhattan for most of the evening. They thought that there would be a window to play at 9 o'clock. A second system developed, which isn't out of the ordinary yeah. with these kind of systems. A second system developed. You can see the amount of rain they had. Finally, yeah. the decision was made 9.30ish, I think, that they were going to play it today. The game will play which at made 4 o'clock. I didn't understand. Like our, It was so funny because for I'm always on Twitter, and our fans were making fun of Yankee fans and the Yankees saying they're cowards, they don't want to play. And then as soon as the game got called out, our fans were like, it's a conspiracy theory. We don't want, like, okay, well, stop whining about it. We got to play. There's no conspiracy theory. If the league wanted to help the Yankees, listen, we all understand that the TV networks would rather the Yankees win. We understand that. And Major League Baseball. They stand to to make a lot more money if the Yankees win. But they're, and maybe I'm not as, I I can be cynical as anybody, maybe more, but I don't believe they're, they're, they, Messed with the game yesterday to help the Yankees win. I just, I just yeah. think that's ridiculous. Well, they didn't pull the rain clouds. In. I know it's yeah, ridiculous. I don't, I don't. Either. I'm like, it's raining. Anything, what do you want them to do? If anything, they sided with the Guardians yesterday by stretching Trying. it out they so long. The, they yeah. tried. The Guardians wanted to wait. Yes. yes. Let's, not, let's not call it at six o'clock. Right. Right. What if it? What if you don't know what is going to happen with weather? What exactly. if at eight o'clock it stops raining and it's a right. great night? The but Yan- that wasn't happening. The Yankees so. early on in the night wanted to, they wanted to call it right away. Go home. Right. Yeah. Obviously, they, they get an extra day of rest for their bullpen. Like this. This is, we were arguing about this yeah. in text. I think this is a really big break. I'm with you too. For Dave. the Yankees yeah. over the, yeah, the Guardians. I mean, uh, obviously it's an advantage for the, well, it's a slight advantage. It screws advantage. the Guardians every, uh, every direction. How? Because number one, now they can bring Cortez back, admittedly on short rest, yeah. but obviously they feel better about Nestor Cortez than they do about Jamison Tyone on full rest. Right. Okay. So that's an advantage to them. It gives the Wandy Peralta and Clay Holmes a day off, where Boone's already said earlier in the series they don't like throwing Holmes in back-to-back games. Obviously, they probably Peralta had a lot of work in games. Peralta three was yeah. gassed. All right. Yeah, and and so what, they get an extra day let, off let me, there. Let me tell you something. Clay Holmes has been awful the second half of the year. He's been awful. He was pretty good in game four. He wasn't in game four. That's fine. It's one appearance, one inning. But I'm saying, and now yeah. you're going to bring him in back-to-back games, which Boone has already said I he doesn't you, like Jason, doing. But I don't. I, I can't look at that as a huge deal. The Guardians, in the end, is it a deal? Is it nothing? No, I, it's not nothing. I, I, you would have been bet. I do agree. You're better off playing last night. However, I'm not going to make a huge deal about this. The Guardians have a significantly better bullpen. It's not close. Wandy Peralta, I know he's pitched pretty well here. I'm not getting worked up about Wandy Peralta. The guy's been he's a journeyman been, he, for a decade. Guys, agreed, but he's been one of their best relievers, guys, and now he's got a day off, missing, and now he's we're, available. We're missing the whole boat. If you get to this point, and you're in game you're in game five, and you can't go win, you didn't deserve to win. That's I don't right. care if they delay it until next week. You got to go out, hit the ball. You got to catch the ball. It's still the same things. Is it, is it a little bit of inconvenience? Sure, but this is this is what championships are. You're gonna have to beat a guy on the field. It don't matter whether he got rest or no rest. Or yeah, he probably is a little fresher. But at the end of the but day, so are the Guardians it's, guys. It's Guardians are fresher too. They're Go already fresh. They didn't pitch in game four. They thrown over thirty pitches. Though. I agree with Jason on just about all of your points. You said on all points this benefits the Yankees. The one thing that I think the Guardians do have an edge now, their ace is available, where yesterday he was not. So, now, right. whether or not he mm-hmm. starts, whether or not you had brought up an interesting point, which I hadn't thought of, and um, it, I'll go ahead and let you talk about it because I was just thinking it was either they were going to announce Bieber was the starter or they were going to announce Savali, and they've gone with Savali. I still thought all along that Bieber 
was available and would be available now. He's just on one day shorter rest. Yeah. So I think he's available. That benefits the, the Guardians for sure. But your theory is interesting, one that I hadn't really thought of. Which one? I don't even know which one it is. Well, you, you said that perhaps Tito's just oh, playing games so, with the Yankees, so, announcing Savali. Well, this was just uh, Savali's going to start. I do believe that. But, but something is just strange with how Tito handled yesterday, because Sunday after the game, I th- we talked about this yesterday a little bit, and I wrote about it. I went to Shane after Game Four Sunday and said, "Did you throw your bullpen?" Well, it would have been that day. would have been Sunday. Sunday. Did you throw yeah. your bullpen Sunday, which was his normally regular scheduled day? He's like, yeah. And he said it was a light bullpen. So I was talking to someone else in the organization and said, yeah, Shane threw his bullpen. It was 22 pitches, you know, light, light yeah. bullpen. We're not using them. And now suddenly now the game gets pushed. Or this is before the game was officially pushed. So reporters are in Tito's office. And Tito, it, with the question came up, is Shane available? And, and Tito said... Where he, no, he's throwing a bullpen now, and this was yesterday. On no planet does oh, he a pitcher he's throwing it now. I thought throwing, I thought you uh, had said in the text chat yeah. he threw it today. Well, today, yeah. which yeah, well, which was but, yet. But if he said, I well, thought perhaps he just confused the days because now, when you when, when you play a late game and then jump right. on a flight and go to a city, sometimes the days do marry right. together. Yeah, that's what I thought. But if he said he's throwing it now, I think they're playing games. So T- Tito said Shane's throwing his bullpen now. No, he wasn't. So either maybe he did get confused, or I'm not calling him a liar. I think there's some gamesmanship going on. Yeah, here. he lies. Who cares? I mean, but, that's, that's yeah, I know. Yeah. It's nothing different yeah. than a GM of a football team sending smoke screens before the right. Right, right. So I think I think he's trying to like throw. Is it that big of a deal? No, but it's interesting. He wants the Yankees to think, think that Bieber's, Bieber's unavailable, unavailable off the table, completely unavailable. And you don't think he is? For Tito to say he's throwing a bullpen now when yeah. he wasn't he threw his bullpen the day before I think there is some gamesmanship going on having said that I was talking to Zach Meisel on the drive-in and Zach and and I, listen it's pretty obvious they've been very very careful with Shane all year long coming off the shoulder injury and I rightfully don't, so yeah and I don't think and bull you've mentioned this a couple times yeah. and Zach said this as well yeah the numbers on three days rest historically are awful. They're not very good. Yeah. So when you cut, when you put all that together, I don't think we're going to see Shane tonight, but I just wanted to make sure that we have it on record that yeah. something's strange, possible. Yeah. something's even amiss. Even if it's an inning, even if it's an inning, even if it, well, it's, here, a, it's an elimination game. And you've, how many times have you heard managers say it's, it's all hands on deck? Right, right. right. And I've seen, we've seen starters from two days earlier, come back and pitch in relief. Yes. Two days, yeah. Right. Two. This is well. Almost, John Lester did that in Game Seven of the World Series. Absolutely. Yeah. This is almost full rest. I mean, it's it's not, but it's close. Yeah. The short rest that I don't like, personally or from experience watching, is when you're two days. I, a lot of times, when you're coming back, the muscle fibers that you tear when you pitch just take days to repair. The older you are, the longer it takes those muscle fibers to repair. It's just. You're, you're throwing a baseball. Everybody counts pitches. It's way more than 100 pitches. I always laugh when they say right. pitch counts on. Just from someone who's done it, Yeah. when you throw your pregame bullpen and you throw eight pitches between innings, you're close to 200 pitches. Mm-hmm. And I know that those aren't high leverage pitches, but they're pitches. Mm-hmm. You're going through the motions. And it's just, it takes its wear and tear. I think today that if, if the situation dictates Shane Bieber will be on the mound at Yankee Stadium at some point. Yeah. I'd be stunned 
if he isn't. The only way he isn't is if I think there's a 6 nothing one way or the other. Yeah. Then you I, probably won't see him. You know, my theory all year has been don't pitch three days rest. It almost never works, right? It, you look at the numbers on three days rest, they're terrible. Mm-hmm. Actually, Mikey has I have, I have them real quick. Let's take tag yeah. board full here. This is from Bulls guy who, Bull, thank you for turning me on to, is it Cleveta, Clevta? Cleve TA. Cleve TA. Yeah. Uh, he ran a quick, I'll just read this, but starting pitchers in MLB playoffs on exactly three days rest since 2000, 84 games. Teams went 31 and 53. It's hard to know who was favored. 7 and 14 since 2007 with a nearly 5 ERA. Only 39% of those pitchers made it to the sixth inning. Uh, one strikeout per inning, almost half a walk per inning. Now, think usually, of, and, and just to keep in mind, usually yeah. pitchers going on three days rest are your ace or your second best Absolutely. pitcher. These yeah. aren't four you, or five guys. So right. those numbers are drastically different on, than what you'd expect right. from right. an ace. And in two. most of those games, he said he had no idea knowing who was favored. Yeah. In most of those games, had the pitcher been on full rest, they certainly would have either been favored or it would have been a push because you're likely, if it's a game one, you're going right. up against the other team's ace. Yeah. Right. Those front of the rotation guys that typically do this don't have success. I think that works in our favor today. Right. Cortez is going on short rest. Exactly. And that's why this idea that the Yankees are better off with Nestor Cortez, who, yes, was better than Jamison Tyone this season, but it's not like Jamison Tyone's some scrub. Like, he's a pretty good pitcher. But again, the Yankees clearly feel better. Well, given those mean, numbers, they still feel better about Cortez. Do. That than doesn't they do mean they got a $300 million payroll and no bullpen. So I, right. I don't know. You know, not everything they do is right. So, well, they've got some injuries in their bullpen, and and obviously Chapman, okay, is unavailable. Their for injuries a are guys outside of Chap. Well, Chapman's not injured; he's no. just he's just, he's shot. The other injuries in their pen, Zach Britton has been injured for two years. Yeah, so, I, know I mean, he has. their other injuries are all young guys. So it wasn't like they spent any. It wasn't like you know they no, they I got know. lucky that some of those guys were pitching well this year. It's safe to say that as they value their their categories in their team yeah the bullpen was probably the thing that they valued least yes they sure starting pitching and power in right. the offense by the way we, I know we've talked briefly about this but what I didn't expect was for the Guardians to have this big of a defensive advantage the Yankees have not been yeah, good been defensively bad. well and the Guardians have been absolutely fantastic but I, I just wanted to f- finish my point real quick and then I'll get I'll make comment on that too I I just think This idea that I know, again, I know Nestor Cortez had a good season, Mm -hmm. but he has no track record. He has no playoff track record. He didn't pitch well against the Guardians the first time around. No, he wasn't bad. I didn't say he was bad. He wasn't great, but he wasn't, like, dominant. They were hitting him. What did they get, two off of him? He only pitched, like, five innings. He he pitched well in game. I I, I would say. What was his line that game? Give me one sec. I'll pull it up. He, he wasn't five in the decision. The only starter that scares you is, is, is Garrett Cole. not worried about oh, yeah. anything. Garrett Cole is the And we know that Garrett Cole isn't pitching. Right. And a, a pretty good starter on three days rest doesn't make me nervous. No, I know. I'm just pointing yeah. out that, like. They, they'd rather start Cortez. But maybe they're yeah, making a but mistake. I, Cortez I think, won five innings, by the way. Six hits, two earned runs, three strikeouts. He gave the one home run. Yeah, I mean, that's not a great performance. It's not awful. I didn't say it was awful. I was wandering around Universal Studios. I think probably if I recall some of those runs were charged to him after he left the game maybe no he gave up a didn't he give up a two-run home run did he, he give a two-run home run to Rosario okay. yeah all right yeah. I didn't I, no, no no Rosario had a solo shot they'd given up another run earlier I saw none of that game I was waiting in line for the Incredible Hulk <laughs> oh. most of the day but <laughs> but I just think I think it benefits the Yankees bullpen more than anything even more than Cortez Tyone just giving Holmes that day off in between I know you said he hasn't been great he, he was pretty good in game four yeah I would have liked to have stretched them a little bit thinner agreed and, and Wandy Peralta. Here's the other thing that we haven't discussed that 
this is why I would almost consider throwing Shane today. If, if, if it goes the way we talked about yesterday, where Savali gets one turn through the order and that's it. So you're going to get maybe two innings out of him. And then you're looking at Trevor Steffen for two, Karen Check for two, uh, Emmanuel Classe for two and a few. You know, you're at eight innings there. You're going to have nothing left for Houston. I mean, you got to roll right, right into Houston Bieber in game but, one. But your your hope is that Bieber could go seven, eight innings. In that if game. you can get but seven Jay, out of about, Bieber. Yeah. What about the idea that you don't, I mean, Look, Houston would be a great problem to have. Yeah. Yeah. But at the same win time, first. you got to win tonight. I don't care who's got to throw. And that's why I'm saying they if you're not going to have anything for B behind Bieber. And, I mean, Eli Morgan pitched well the other night. Uh, Cody Morris pitched well the other night. That's what would be left behind Bieber yeah, in yeah. a game one. It's not like literally no one would be left he, in the bullpen. Sure. Here's what scares me. In these games, managers hit quick hooks. Everybody's on a short lead. Yes. Yeah. The Yankees have so much of they have such an ability to get guys on base when you look at their at their order. I'm afraid that you could be in a first or a second inning situation where there's first and third nobody out and you might see a hook. Mm-hmm. And, oh yeah. You know that, that you probably will. Yeah. And you can see Karen if there's a Stanton that's on deck yeah, or yeah. Aaron Judge and that's how you can really run through the pitchers. Yes. I, I'll tell you something, guys. I don't think it's a terrible idea. And I, I know Savali is supposedly going to start. I don't think it's a bad idea to take one of my better relievers and start the game with the top of the lineup. I kind of wonder that. And then go that. to Savali after that. I kind of wonder yeah. that. Start Karinczak. Now, it's a position he's never been in before. Right. But you let him get through Judge and Stanton. Right. Bring if Savali he in. better right. he, in his last his appearance, command was way I would off, maybe but. consider that. The one thing you can't have is two walks in the first inning right. with their big boppers coming out. Yeah. Right. Like, there's no way you can you, – you've got to have a, a strike thrower. Particularly, it'd be nice if you could have a ground ball pitcher um, or a strikeout pitcher because I do think they're going to get runners on base. The best friend then becomes the ground ball. Yep. Um, I, I just – I don't know. I, I still think they have a great chance to win this game. I, I love their chance. I, 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 I'm with Jason that I think this benefits the Yankees more than it does the Guardians. But I still think the Guardians are in great position to win if this I game. If I was at 85% yesterday, I'm probably at 73% today. You I, know, you still feel yeah, good, right. just not quite as yeah. good. I, I don't we, – we've been talking about the pitching, and, and rightfully so is the playoffs. You know, that's the biggest thing that matters. But to me, I, I think this game just comes down to runs. Like – Yes, you have a great bullpen, but the Yankees have shown in this series they're going to hit one or two home runs on whoever you That's throw. True. So if you're looking at it from a Guardian <laughs> standpoint, my question is, how many runs do you have to get to, or how many runs you have to have early to where your bullpen even matters? Because sure, you can if you get to your bullpen and they already got four runs, it's four to one. It doesn't. It don't well, make they, no, I right. think they would get to their bullpen before they got four runs. Well. They, Three run home runs happen just like no, that. No, I know, yeah. I know. <laughs> that ain't like if that yeah. happens, it if, could. If, that's if, trouble. If, course, if, if that, that happens, happens, there's big trouble. If, I, I said yesterday, can't remember if it was on this show or on Channel Three, but uh, I, I believe that the key to this game—it's always important to score first. But the Guardians score first a lot. I think it's very important that they score first. Yes. If they push one or two across in the in the top of the first inning. I think that place is going to get real tight, real fast. Oh, yeah. Their fans are already tight. Well, and, yeah, and they are. Absolutely. And, and you don't want to be in a situation, which we've seen a couple of times in this series, where the Guardians get a run early and then miss an opportunity to score more. Yeah, leave guys yeah, on don't base. leave guys on base. base. And have that happen. And it, especially because if Cortez struggles early, 
He's on short days rest. Boone might start to panic. Then he, then all of a sudden he brings Tyone out of the pen. You know, who knows what he's going to do. But if they have to go, you know, with Cortez starting, they, they, they're going to the pen early too. So even if they have Peralta and these other guys, their other guys suck. Some of their other guys. I know. So they're going to, like the Guardians will not have to put in a guy they don't trust outside and, of Savali. And that's why I said this yesterday. I think they trust Savali too. They felt really good about going to New York and winning this game with their bullpen. Yeah. Like, they felt really yes. good. They, I was talking to somebody who felt like, hey, listen, we've got this set up. We don't need Shane in game five. We can get through this with, with Savali and right. all our bullpen, have that day off, which they don't have anymore, right. and then reset for Houston right. with Shane and a full bullpen. That's gone now. They don't have that day off yeah. in between. They're well. going to have to roll from one to the other. But in terms <laughs> of winning a game five in New York, with this bullpen, yeah, they felt. I don't know with the day off how that changes it, but I can tell you, leaving Progressive Field, they felt really good about where they were at going into Game Five. Yeah, I, 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 they should, and I, and they're a confident team, and and every time anybody's wanted to write them off this year, they've proved people wrong. Yeah, that's true. And but getting back to something Jay said a little bit ago, the defense, it is a stark difference. Yeah. between these two teams. The Guardians are far superior to yes. the Yankees at almost every position. You know, some of these blue pits that they have should be out. They, oh, all like, three of those left field blue should have been should out. Be, that's what that I'm saying. That ball up the middle should have been, should have been yeah. stopped. I mean, Jimenez yeah. makes that play. Yeah. yeah. The, the bloop to left, two bloops to left, one to center. Like, I, I just, that's, they're not getting to ball. But that's what's so funny is everyone complaining, or, and not everyone, but I've heard from some Yankee fans on Twitter and that, and even some of the writers uh, they don't even, they're just blooping the ball. Like, well, so then what? go catch it. Yeah. yeah why no, don't you I make By the way, bloops are part of baseball. Yeah. yeah. Right. A million cuts. Give me a break. Right. You know what? Four of those equals. And you know, you know what's funny? Yeah. Is how often, like, and I thought Mizell had a great line the yeah. bloop troop. Called him the bloop troop. But I've watched your games all year. They weren't blooping the ball no. all year. Yeah, you know, they, you know, they drilled the ball too. But yes. here's the thing, Jason. Yankee fans think. If it didn't happen against the Yankees, it or didn't happen Yankees, at all. Yeah, didn't exist. that's yeah. exactly right. It's like yeah. Anthony Rizzo's here. I didn't know he was a big leaguer. Where was he been? For us. I got a couple of things real quick. So we talked about yesterday the defensive run saved by Quan, yeah. Straw, and Jimenez. Yeah. Right. Do you know who actually leads the league in team defensive run saved? We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. The, the Yankees by 23 runs. How is yeah, that? Possible? I, have, I have no idea how that stat is calculated. Yeah. I do not understand how the Yankees actually had the number one defense in the league in terms of defense. They haven't runs. played. Yeah. They have some good. I mean, Aaron Judge, Aaron Judge is, a really is good, actually a really, really good, good fielder. Yeah. Right. Which is shocking because you wouldn't think it looking he at it. He plays center field half the time. Yeah, Josh Donaldson's a, he always been a really a ball good in fielder. Center field in game four. Yeah. Yeah. He yeah, called off the center fielder Bader because he's by far their best. Bader's actually a good fielder. He just hasn't played well in the series yeah. for whatever yeah. reason. Oh, but he's, he's known as a defensive guy. But he's made up for it with that doggone but stick he's of his. Yeah, and that, oh my god. god. I got two more five things. home runs in the regular season, three and four Amazing. playoff games. I got two more things real quick, and one of them is we got to read some internet comments. But just like in the Browns game on Sunday, I know a lot of people from going to school in Boston and seeing the dichotomy of back-to-back tweets from Browns fans and Patriot fans saying that's the worst call I've ever seen, and that's blatant. It's right. funny, watching the 
Yank, I grew up in New Jersey, watching the Yankees fans. And oh, the they think fans the umpiring go, is bad all is, for Cleveland. Really? And, oh, and yeah. And Cleveland fans think it's been all for the – it's hysterical. Oh, the umpiring has been yeah. fine. Everybody yeah. gets so There's misses away. both ways. Yes. But what I'm saying is what Jason said a second ago. If the Guardians score early, there's going to be a catastrophic meltdown. Oh, yeah. The they're going to panic. Are so, and I'm, I'm telling you from friends, my, my dad. It's a fragile group. They are so scared of getting down to this Guardians bullpen and having to deal with the Karen checks, the classes. And they should that be. That it could absolutely crumble immediately. I think whoever said, I'm not sure, I think it was Jay or Jason or maybe Jay, yeah. or even G. Whoever scores first is in the driver's advantage. seat. And I know it's an easy, obvious, Captain Obvious statement, but – it means even more tonight. We got to read some internet comments. By the way, one more I, thing, really quickly. Yeah, one more thing, yeah. and then we'll get back to we, this. We're not. We're not ending the okay, conversation. Okay, just quickly on Savali. Uh, I think we tend to look at him as the pitcher he's been this year. Yeah, and, right. and that's, good that's what September. you do. That's yeah, what yeah, you yeah. do. He's five and six with an ERA just under five. Right. Tito made a really interesting comment yesterday when talking about Savali, who, by the way, in 2021 was 12 and five with an ERA in the threes. So he was very good last year. Tito made a comment yesterday. I'm going to paraphrase. I hope I get this close to right. Um, he said, Savali has thrown very well this year since the injuries have been behind him. So, and you can understand that. When a guy's pitching hurt, he's yeah. just not at his best. It goes to the three days rest theory. When you go out there and you've got a bad shoulder, you know it's a bad shoulder. You're, you're struggling with your command. You're overthinking everything. I do think that he can be the guy that we had in 2021 tonight. I, I believe he can be, I, I, be that I don't guy. think he's bad. I think he's fine. Uh, he is the homer prone in a home run ballpark. Yep. And that makes that me scares me. Yep. You know, yeah. by the way, I don't know if anybody cares or not, but I got texts from about 10 friends of mine in New York. who are all most of my friends from New York are Met fans and they're all rooting hard for the Guardians. Sure they of are. course they are. <laughs> they don't want to see the Yankees. They hate the Yankees. If the Guardians are up three nothing after the third, maybe Savali does get you go batter by batter at that point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and you give him With a, a short little leash. bit. Yeah. But I, I just don't think, regardless, I don't think he's seen more than one batter. He, he could be. They could, I, one time through the line. If they're yeah. up 3 nothing, he could have struck out like seven of nine batters. He gives up one hit, he's out. I, I totally agree. It. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's the kind of game They don't mess is. around. I mean, right? that's, what, that's what managers do in these games. In these games, they, you know, they're As much quick. as they talk about you don't change anything. Oh, they course. do. You, do. Oh, you change you do. it. Of course. You change you it in baseball. Yeah. One matchup to watch tonight, by the way, Rizzo, five for ten in his lifetime with two home runs and a double off the volley. So, oh, he certainly boy. won't see I don't like Rizzo him. twice. I don't like him either. We do have to do what the internet says real quick. We asked the internet like this morning no. if you would start Shane Bieber on short rest or if you'd go with Aaron Savali. We know Tito with Savali, but I'll let you know what the internet says. Whenever we ask the internet a question, it's brought to us by our good friends at PCC Airfoils. Looking for a job with career advancement and great benefits? PCC Airfoils is a leading manufacturer in Northeast Ohio. All locations of PCC Airfoils at Eastlake, Mentor, Wycliffe, and Minerva are hiring for all positions starting at $18 and up, plus benefit packages, paid time off, and a signing bonus. You can apply online at precast.com slash careers to learn more. So the question was. You down with PCC? Yeah, you know me. <laughs> I have another uh, jingle. We gotta I'm glad get you didn't go Billy Joel. Yeah, but, we went away from him there. Uh, yeah, it was Savali or Beaver. We know they're going with Savali, but this is what the internet had to say before that announcement was made. This is from Dave. Dave says, all hands on deck, right? Well, you would assume if that's the case, it'd be Beaver, but they are not going. That's the next one, Anthony. No, you start Savali. Don't change your game plan because of one day. Not sure I agree with that or not. Next one. I'd rather have Bieber, but I understand why the choice is Savali. And last but not least, 
Bieber, no-brainer. So a pretty mixed bag from the you know, 45 answers we got. What's really interesting about this is we, we have kind of a test case within this little experiment because the Guardians are choosing to not go their ace mm-hmm. on right. short rest, and the Yankees are choosing to go with their number two on short rest. Yeah, so I mean, not that not that this will definitively settle the the no, argument. No, sure. But I thought the numbers that Mike showed, sh- it shows which way the wind's blowing in yeah. this argument. Yeah, and it'll be fun to watch this play out in real time. Is Cortez as dominant as he can be? Yeah. Will you know Savali be able to shore this ship and hold hold the Guardians in this series? And if Bieber didn't have the shoulder injury last year, I think Shane's starting tonight. He might. I agree with yeah. that. I mean, and listen, being Frank yeah. in, in 2016 went three days rest all the time. Yep. He had let, you know, his team wasn't the same team. They didn't have the starting pitchers. But, and, and not only is <laughs> Nestor a two and, uh, and, and Bieber a one, but the gap between Bieber and Savale is much bigger than the gap between Nestor and, and uh, Tyone. I agree I mean, with that. Much yes, gap, I, I, you know? I agree with that. So, but, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't know. I, I really like their chances. I think it's more likely that Bieber, though, comes out of the pen. I, I'm not going to be surprised if he comes out of the I, pen. I'm with you. I won't be surprised at all yeah. if he pitches out of the bullpen. Jason, I have a question for you, and it's actually a super chat question. Ooh. This is from uh, Always Balling 7. If Bieber goes today from the bullpen, what's the max he can throw that he's available for a potential game one versus Houston, assuming they win tonight? No, if he guys. throws, he's not available. He's not, he's not available. If he pitches one inning, he is not available. Is yeah. the day off in the ALCS between one and two or two and three this time? I two and, remember two and three, I believe. That would make I sense because that would be the three. travel day. You'd right, but they don't, they, it's been screwy this yeah, year. I know. The, yeah, but I think it's two I and know. three. Okay. The day off is between so he two and still, three. If, I mean, if he pitched like 12 pitches, maybe he could pitch game two. But they're not going to uh, do that. But I, I don't no. think so. Yeah, I, they could do that, but you wouldn't. You, you, well, you because would, you know what? If you pitched him game three, in theory, you'd have him for game seven. And you, McKenzie will go game one if they get there. Let's, you know. Yeah, let's get there. Got to get there That's first. And you know what? Look, I, I know Bieber's better. I'd rather have Bieber, but yeah. Tristan McKenzie is a one A. He's not a two. I think he's a one A. The way he's developed, even throughout this year, yeah. he's a guy that has two fantastic pitches. So he can he can set up the curveball with the fastball. Yeah, he locates well. A lot of teams in Major League Baseball would love to have him on their roster, and he would be their number one. And, guys, let's face it. The Astros at this point are the overwhelming favorites to win the World Series. They're the best team, there's no doubt. Now, as we've seen with the Dodgers, with the Mets, with the Braves, and hopefully the Yankees, the best team doesn't always win. But it's going to take a lot to beat the Astros. So, in the end, if you got to move Bieber to Game 2 or Game 3, so be it. The Guardians have been scrappy all year. You know, I, I... I feel like if they can beat the Yankees tonight, they can beat anybody. I really believe that. Yeah, I, I wouldn't throw up a white flag against the Astros. No, no chance. I wouldn't. I, well, I will tell you what, man. Um, one thing that, that is very important is if you want to do a super chat, you could do just like the last uh, guy that called in. If you want to get your, your, your comment right on air really quickly, maybe, maybe you just want to pause the show and ask a random question. There you go. Go ahead and super chat. You could direct it to whoever you want. You could direct it to the panel. And as a matter of fact, don't forget, big day for UCSS. We got two post-game shows coming up on Wednesday. Is that correct? No, one today. No. One today. What, well, two on Wednesday if two, the Guardians two. win today. No, 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 no. If the Guardians win, there's only a Guardians post-game show. There's no Cavs post-game show. They'll be at the same time. So, it, but if they lose. Well, they wouldn't. If they yeah, lose. Yeah, they'd be at the same time. 
Yeah, both games. Seven thirty start for the Cavs. Yeah, but the guard, the Cavs game would end before the Guardians game. But then it yeah, but you wouldn't want to run a Cavs post game while you guys want to watch the Guardians. That's true. Either or, if you subscribe, you'll know which post game we're gonna run. Yeah, go to YouTube and subscribe. Where are we now, guys? We're on subscribers. We're like over sixteen thousand. 16,000. On a road to 20,000. And just under 3 million views, right? Yeah. yeah. Wow. On a road. Yeah. The little crazy. show that could. Yeah. The Cleveland Guardians of YouTube shows. That's <laughs> <laughs> why we need the Guardians to win, though. Winning in Cleveland is very good for oh, business. So. Oh, oh, hold on. Yeah. We need no, the Browns no, to kidding. win. We need the Guardians to win. We need the Cavs to get hot out the start. No, we're the hottest on the internet. We, we're not the Guardians. We got we do our thing. Ain't nobody. They don't. Well, I guess there's no other show like this, but on the internet, we pop it. No doubt That's about right. it. Okay, do we want to do predictions yes. before we put the Guardians talk to bed for now? Yeah, I, well, I got I mean, I mean, got them winning. I, I've been confident all along. I thought they'd win game five. You score? I, I, I love it far? I'll go 5-3. Dang. All right. This guy. Jay? Uh, I was thinking 5-3. I will so I'll, I'll say 4-2 to mix yeah, it up yeah, a little bit. Right. I just I would like to see that. I think they're going to win uh, maybe 4-3. That's my number. Four, holding three. the Yankees to – Two is probably not realistic. They're going to score. They're going to hit a home run. The yep. place is going to shake, and you're going to have to pull it back together and, and, and move on from that. I just hope that they don't burn through everyone tonight. Right. I hope that there's something left over mm. for Wednesday. And I know you got to win first. You can't worry about Wednesday until you get to Wednesday. Right. I, I wholeheartedly agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. But I just, I'm really disappointed that it played out yesterday the way that it did. They didn't have that day off in between. Right. Um, because now whatever you don't use, whatever you use today, you're probably not going to have tomorrow. I'm going to go with – I was going to go 5-3. I'm going to go 5-4. I think uh, I think the Yankees hit actually two solo home runs, right? And they'll get another two-run home run. So that, they'll score all, all off home runs, uh, but the Guardians will end up winning at 5-4. All right, I got it 4-3. So we're all really close. Mm-hmm. We're all in the neighborhood. One interesting scenario that you, if you let your mind drift to dreamland – one really interesting scenario would be that the Guardians get this done with a bullpen game without using Bieber. They get the win. Bieber goes nine complete to save the bullpen in game one. Mm-hmm. Then you're right where you want to be. Yeah, right. You've got McKenzie on full rest and your bullpen with at least a full day under their belt with yeah. no work. Highly unlikely that Bieber could go nine, right. but I, I, stranger things have happened. Yeah, even stranger if, things have even happened. if they could squeeze Eli Morgan for one or two, he, right. I mean, he pitched well. well he did pitch in well. Guys, game four. depending on how much good. they pitch, I mean, some of these guys will be able to pitch two days in a row. They're not all going to throw thirty pitches. Well, and that's you know? and that's the thing. Like we keep assuming. I, right. I mentioned this yesterday. We keep assuming everyone's going to be on point. No one's going to get hit. Stefan's going to give him two. Karinchek's going to give him two. Klasse, two right. and a few. That's why I keep like two and a third, two and two thirds. Sure. Yeah. Somebody's going to get hit in there and going to get an early hook and then be available to come or back. Or Savali could I, dominate. They could be up and maybe he goes five innings. Who the hell knows? Crazier things have Klasse, happened. Klasse, I, I like that you say two and a few because it's, yeah. it, it's one scenario that I see playing out is Klasse coming in within an inning. I oh, see, you know, yes. Yeah, a big if, spot. If, if, if they get in a jam and they're second and third, two outs – I would not be – in fact, I would expect Klasse would come in, finish that inning, and then give them whatever he could after that. Yeah, he could be in, in the seventh. I wonder, is yeah. there a scenario where he comes in in the fifth and Karinchek closes it out? I don't if see If it's it. a big spot. You know well, I, mean? I would I would lean more heavily on Klasse coming in in the middle of an inning to close, close things out than I would Karinchek, so I think that's very possible. I, but in the fifth inning? I'm well, just look, saying. you you, you got to play every inning I like it's you. the ninth. Really? Yeah, but I – 
I maybe still maybe think that's a bad example. Maybe yeah. it's the sixth. You know where it's the maybe it's the last time through maybe. for Judge and Stanton. It depends well, on the situation. It really does. If it's a one-run game and they've got two on with one or two out in an inning. I wouldn't. I wouldn't discount the idea that he brings Klasay in to close that inning out. Yeah. Give them whatever he can on the backside of that, and then who do you have left? When you get into an extra innings game and you fire Klasay in the ninth, yeah, you go to the to the middle part of your bullpen to close right. it out anyhow. Yeah. Yeah. And he's got so, a good bullpen top to bottom. And you know, we remember like in the 2016 World Series, you had Francona and Joe Madden, two of the all-time best managers. And they did all kinds of crazy stuff in that series. There yeah. was Andrew Miller was coming in fourth inning, fifth inning. It was Rose Chapman throwing like fifty. They kind of changed pitches. baseball too. I was I just going to say that Tito's the one that really reworked this whole bullpen he thing. Absolutely did. And everyone started rethinking the closer role. Yeah. And, yeah. It and all became more it about because bull- of since Frank then Kana. it's been more about bullpen than starting pitching. Yeah. It yeah. really has in the playoffs. Yeah. And you got that seventh inning guy, that eighth inning yeah. guy, that ninth inning guy. And that's what the Guardians have, and the Yankees really don't have that. If they have the lead after six, because this is the idea of shortening games, which Tito yeah. talked about in 16. If you have the lead after six, and you can go Stefan one, Karen check one, Class A one, I'd be stunned if they blow that lead with that setup. Yeah, I'd say Can I ask one question before we bring in Coach Kyle? Absolutely. Here? Aaron Judge has not had a major impact on this series yet offensively. Just, just, just purely, the home run. Just that's it. It's only hit, and a lot of strikeouts. Are you guys scared at all? Yes. Sure. Sure. He's due yes. for a breakout he's game. He's Paul here. Bunyan. Yes. He's, he's very scared. He, he's a great player, and even though he's a Yankee, he seems beyond likable. But I'm he not is. scared. I'm yeah. not scared because they. And I know it could change at any moment because he's that good. But they really have had his number. Forever. Well, that scares me because baseball, the longer the sample Man, size I grows, the more later. likely so, is he regresses to the norm, yep. so, which is home runs. By the way, let me, let me throw one last thing out here. I have this bizarre hunch that Austin Hedges is going to hit a home run tonight. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is. I don't it's in my belly all day. have to buy the Baker Mayfield jersey. Nope. No nonsense. He's not off the hook for that. <laughs> no, I'm not. But but I will no. tell you how I already ordered the, that I already be? ordered the Baker jersey. It's too late. You've killed this guy all season long, and every time yeah. you do, he comes up big with a home run the next day. Well, I've been killing him for two months. He hasn't gotten a big hit in two months, so <laughs> yeah. I think that's out the window. Can but you kill I, him right now? Just I have, like, no, no, no. Lay it on him. I'm, I'm telling you, I got a hunch about Austin Hedges. If it's not a home run, he's going to get a big hit. Right. I feel something good for him tonight. That would be great. He, you talk about do that guy's had a big hit in three months. <laughs> all right, <laughs> we're going to pivot. Um, we have a legend in the building, and he's this is the second time he's been here with us on the Ultimate Cleveland Sports Show. He's the head coach of St. Ignatius High School. This is his last season. Let's welcome to the program Chuck Kyle. Coach, it is great coach, to have you, you in. Oh, that's all right. Welcome all right. back. Yeah. Right. Anthony is our audio one tech. He'll right. get you all dialed in with the microphone and, uh, and the earpiece. All right. Thank you. Coach, how are you? It's great to see you again. I'm doing well. I'm doing fine. Very we're, good. Uh, you know, we're we're going to be in the playoffs, so we're good. Mm. And uh, right here. Uh, you are in the playoffs. Yeah, we made it already. Yeah, we just have another on, game but on strength of schedule. Okay. You're, you're going to get there. Or? <laughs> Sorry, everybody. Man, oh, he's a pain in the neck. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> now, Coach, are, are they still working? Are they do that on computer points, right? Or right. Are they still doing that the same format? Right. Uh, almost the same format. There are computer points, but now it's you, you get 16 teams into it, so it's basically. In your region, almost every team makes it. Yeah, almost okay. every team. So Very good. That's fine. So how is the? I mean, it's so interesting when when a coach or a player is in the midst of that final ride. Um, sometimes they say that 
for all of the years that they've been doing it. They did not, not take it for granted, but you always assume it's going to be a part of your life. How is this final ride, so to speak, for you been to this point? You always do think it's going to be part of your life, to be honest you with do. you. You do. Um, well, um, there's moments where you're like, I, I, you're thinking of the younger kids, right? And you're watching them improve and you're going, well, next year we could play them here and maybe get this. And you're going, wait a minute. I'm not going to be doing that. <laughs> what am I doing? Right? Yeah. Uh, but it's just by nature you do that. Um, but uh, I, there's moments where you go, um, I'm tired. It, you know, when you do these things, it's seven days a week. Mm-hmm. And, and, and it's just a lot of what work. What does your week look like? Oh, you did. Well, we play a number of Saturday games. So, sure. yeah. you know, that's coach. If you'd like to take that out, you can take that okay. out. Yeah, yeah, Mike's yeah, thing yeah. is not talk to him. I don't, yeah, don't worry about it. But it's, yeah, it's, we'll it's hear you. one of those yeah, pain yeah. in the neck deals. That, Are you able to watch the Guardians at all? That's the question. Uh, y- y- yes, but it's sort of in and out. Yeah, yeah. Um, Background. Right. While you're doing well, things, you know, you're, you're listening. Oh, they got a runner on. Okay, yeah. here we go. <laughs> <laughs> Click, hold that. Yeah. Hold the off tackle play. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> that's I see that. But, you know, there's there's moments, um, when, yeah, like I said, seven days a week, um, you know, you, you play a Saturday game. Mm. Well, Sunday, you're, you're there at nine in the morning, and you probably go till like two, and you don't have everything done, but you, you, you break down the previous, the game you just played. Now here's, you know, with the way uh, modern technology is, you exchange films you don't have to you don't have to drive down the road or yeah exactly uh, meet it, yeah, the canton guys uh, halfway there email, right know? over the email right yeah now you just push a button you know you send it so that's good you know that used to be crazy to drive down the road and that's try to find something but anyway uh you got to break down that film because yeah. on, on monday you're out there on the field and the kids are it's a lighter practice if it's going to be a, a saturday game it's a harder practice if it's well, we had a Saturday game, but then the next week it's a Friday game. Well, mm-hmm. And you, you do that a number of times you every do, year. And you lose you lose a day. Yeah. So you got to turn right out on Monday and, okay, here's what we're doing. Here's what they do. Uh, let's let's get out here and work on it. Uh, so anyway, um, so it's, like I said, seven days a week. Um, and and uh, what keeps you going, and I think even younger coaches will tell you, it's the adrenaline that keeps you going. I think any coach would tell you that. If you, yeah. if you talk to Tito right now, yeah. uh, it's the adrenaline that keeps you going. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're tired yeah. and, and drained, but and you, you just you start getting into it. And hey, what if? What if? You know, and you start. Yeah. You know, the, it, football is is uh, every snap of the ball. There's there's 22 variables. Mm-hmm. They're 11 and our 11. And you can diagram every play, and every play you diagram goes for a touchdown. Isn't it a miracle? <laughs> it's amazing how we can yeah. get in the end zone. Yeah, but then again, no. <laughs> yeah, coach. When you uh, this season, obviously you guys play a tough schedule every year, five and three right now. Um, when you against the teams you've played this year, have there been some standout players that you've played oh, against? Right. Yes. Uh, the the uh, uh, you look at the. Uh, act, uh, Hoban, Akron Hoban, their running back probably is going to be a top candidate for the player of the year okay. in Ohio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, Mr. Ohio, whatever they would yeah. do on that. He's very, very good. Um, St. Ed's has two very good defensive ends. Very good. Yeah. And uh, other good players, too. But they're, uh, I, um, I know Kilbane's going to uh, Northwestern. And, and they're, 
those guys coming off the corner causes a lot, cause a lot of problems. Yeah. They're very good. Um, you know, uh, Mentor has uh, the defensive end that, that's going to Notre Dame. And right. Either he grew an inch before <laughs> our game, or I'm 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 shrinking. Yeah. Because wow, is he big? You know, yeah. and he can move. You know, sure. So, and there's we we do we do play. You know, right. We play a, a River Rouge out of uh, Michigan, Detroit, and that receiver's going to Michigan State, and that DB is going. You know, and you're like, yeah. okay, they're all division. There's a lot of Division One. Typical guys year in Ohio, really. Yeah. Yes, yeah. and and going around. So, um, it it's it's a challenge. Uh, to, to to this and, and you always have to adjust a little bit to all right this is their favorite receiver so we have to bracket sure. him a little bit and work yeah. with that so it, there's all that work you have to put in but gives you I think coaches basically you, you stay awake till like two in the morning for one reason and it's just what drives you crazy is you just want to put the kids in the position they can win you know, you don't want to have that moment where we, we misaligned the kid or we didn't give them a chance to make the play. They're going to make the play. It's their game. But you spend ridiculous hours just making sure you can put them in a position where they can make the play. You know? so. Have you had a particular moment during this season where it's hit you in the moment that this is your final season? Or will that happen in your last regular season game, um, in your first playoff game? Well... Not, honestly, not while you're practicing. I have not experienced that at all while I'm practicing. Right. While you're practicing, here's what we're doing. Here's, sure. Let's work this. Come on, kid, get this technique right. You know, we, you know, there'll be the tendencies. They're going to try to run the counter here, so you're going to squeeze. Things like that. Right. And that's what I enjoy about coaching is that part of it. Yeah. Um, like I said, the things that, that get you a little bit is – you, you fall into just going, okay, well, next year when we play him, we can, we should be, we'll have to make this adjustment. Yeah, well, I'm not doing that. Okay. That's yeah. a little different. And really why I'm, I'm doing it this year. I certainly wanted to do one more year. I felt I'm healthy. I want to do it. But also I, I felt so, uh, I'll be honest with you, responsible uh, to help the, the younger coaches whatever they need. The transition. Right? Yeah. I want the transition to be very easy. Have you for the pulled kids. back? Knowing that it's going to oh, be someone I think else's next year? Well, uh, I know it's going to be Ryan Franzinger who's sure. our defensive coordinator. So that's already set. And right. I think so have you given him more responsibilities right. this year? Definitely. Yeah. And Definitely. How, how has that been for you? Good. I imagine for somebody Good. that's. You know, it's it's different when you, oh, he already did that. Oh, okay, I don't have to do yeah, that. Yeah, All right. Yeah. You know, that sort of thing that happens. Right. And uh, it, it, you just, uh, and, uh, okay, offensive coordinator, he, he needs to have his ideas in there you know sure. you're trying to just make it comfortable for the kids instead of a wholesale change it's kind of tough sure you know in Ohio, there's no spring ball so you know how so you, you yeah. get those few weeks in august and and you get some camps uh, during the summer but you want to make it so it's an easy transition for the kids but you also want the coordinator to feel comfortable he's got calling the plays and, and doing that he's, he's right. got to feel comfortable that clock is moving you got to make that right. call and we got to yeah. go you know so that that's been uh, a challenge for me. It's a little different, but sure. maybe but you can help I the Browns do. with the ball in their plays. I don't know. Coach, <laughs> Coach, what are your thoughts on um, NIL in, in in high school? Um, how um, do you think you, you got out on in time? <laughs> so you probably won't see it, but how do you think that'll affect the high school game? Worries me tremendously. It does. Uh, um, yeah, I'm a guy that believes that the game of football is a tremendous educational 
atmosphere, tool, whatever you want. And I'm not uh, saying people can earn a living to help the family and so on, but football is, the football field to me is a tremendous classroom. Uh, I, I can sit there in English class and talk about. If you're looking for the most comprehensive NFL draft coverage this offseason, look no further than the Locked On NFL Scouting Podcast. Join the draft dudes, Kyle Krabs and Joe Marino, as they go position by position through the NFL free agent class and into the star-studded crop of college stars who will be selected in the 2024 NFL Draft. If you want to know who your favorite NFL team should be adding to its roster, you need to check out Locked On NFL Scouting. Available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Teamwork and working together and setting goals and all that. And kids can sit there and read a book and sit there and go like this the whole class period. And that's wonderful. But when you're out on a football field, you learn so much. And those people that play it know that. You learn so much about life. I, I fear that what's basic, you know, what's happening in college, it, it could trickle down. And you, you, you see it becomes almost like a, um, uh, a business suddenly. Mm. High school athletics become a business. It's scary to me. Hasn't Ohio already lost a couple of athletes to other states? Po yes, probably. I, and I, the thinking is they'll, they'll lose more. Right. I think more in basketball than football, right. but yes. I think it's already happened. Right. It seems to be more in the forefront with basketball because these top recruits are followed so closely. But Ohio, as you know, Coach, has so much talent. Right. And I've heard discussion about Ohio not wanting to fall too far behind the curve. So it might be one of those things where they – enact it just to keep up with the Joneses because the last thing they want to do is start losing their top-tier talent to states that are allowing their high school players to benefit financially from these NIL deals. Right. I, I just worry, and I, I'm repeating myself, but honestly, I just worry you take uh, uh, high school athletics away from the educational aspect of it and it becomes semi-pro to pro. Yeah. Might as well say they're pro athletes. It would be pro. You might as they're well getting paid. They're say professional. It's professional. And athletes. in high school, you could make that argument. In college, it's already business. Yeah, I mean, sure it's it already is. big business. But this seems like the last bastion is, of yeah, kids doing it, it for different. fun and for it love of school. Right. And it's. I, I wonder how many kids like in high school are going to make that much money. I think. Oh, coach, it's fewer than one percent yeah, that this right. would even affect. It's the elite right. of the elite. Very, very, very small number of them. Right. I don't know if it's healthy. I don't think it's healthy for the kid. I mean, to me. Yeah. Hey, you have a, you're one of those guys, you get a college education for free. Now, all the parents out here, you, you, you check tuition lately? Sure. I mean, that's. If you're getting that, four years get, somewhere, oh, that's, that's 150 sure. to 500,000 I mean, to above. Even, that's that's you know. not a bad pay for a kid already. And what is it? Yeah, you're going to school. You're going to have a degree. How many of those kids are going to make it into pro football? What percentage? Very small. Very small. Very so small. you hope that they would have that education. Right. Along with the, the thrill of playing college football, at, but there's a need to have that yeah. next life. And After. that needs to be a, the opportunity of, of having that. To me, that, that has been lost now, the value of that college 
scholarship. It's, yeah. Coach, you don't even hear people talking about it. I imagine you've been hearing from a number of your former players. Um, any conversations that you want to share with us, folks that oh. you've heard from? I know you don't want to leave anybody out, but is any, and I'm sure it's been a deluge since you announced that this would be your last year. Right, right. Uh, mostly you get text messages and, and, and uh, emails and things like that, and a, a lot of that. Yeah. And uh, just, just uh, when people share um, the uh, magnitude of, of the effect that I contributed to with the mm -hmm. football program is uh, amazing. I, I, when, I don't realize it. You, you, you know you're helping the kid. You, you're there mentoring in a lot of ways. But when kids come, send stuff back, how, how um, they still remember uh, things that happen that, that you go, I, I don't remember that, but, yeah. but that's great. It was what a small impact. little moment yeah. that made, made a difference yeah. for this, this person. Thousands of kids over 40 years. Right. And, Thousands. And, and really, you can, there's so many that came up on the screen that are amazing that have gone into some amazing things and yeah. have gone into the pro football and, and after that, yeah. they're very successful. The amazing emails to me are the guys that were like second team. You know, I know they weren't the stars, but they had this amazing experience to have a teamwork idea with it and that it affected the way they handle their business and affect the way they work with other people. Wow. It's like, well, how, how Coach, you if you could put that? your earpiece in, we have oh, a piece okay. of sound that we <laughs> want you to react to. All yeah. right, um, got it? All right, I'm just going to... And be, I think you just hold it in his ear. Yeah, you don't yeah, have I'll to just lock it, like it in there. If you could just kind of yep. hold the Thank earpiece you. close Thank so you can hear it. Okay, Mike, if you if you want, Steve, if you want, yes, you can it, go Steve. ahead and roll it. My retirement message from him is just like, all the players that you have in the league right now, uh, enjoy us. And uh, be on the sideline, enjoy the traditional at Ignatius. Enjoy just living, enjoy having your health and your wealth. Um, I'm happy to call you my coach, and I appreciate you. Now, that was after last night's game. No, that was actually at media day was last week. Oh, okay. I thought you said it was, they got that last I, night. I got it mixed up. That okay. was media day last week. They lost yesterday, so I don't think he they did. Right. Last, yeah. Yeah, last night? Whatever. Yeah, they lost. So they did, they did yeah. lose in overtime. Tough loss. Yeah. They fumbled a, uh, a punt in overtime and set up the game-winning field goal. Did you know well, he was going to be an NBA, uh, NBA NFL player? I knew he was a very good, was going to be a very good college football player. That's yeah. mostly what I do. Yeah, you know get them I mean? ready I, for the I, next. For level. me to say, oh, he's going to the NFL. He's yeah, going to yeah, go be. Yeah. I, I always look, and, and, and it's nice that that colleges respect evaluation. You know, sure. And there, to me, there was no doubt he was going to be a very, very good college defensive football player. He, he was a good tight end too. Was he? Well, he, he was a good tight end yeah. and a good basketball player. I think originally maybe he thought he was going to be a power forward or something, you know, <laughs> yeah. and he did that. But the football thing started coming. He, um, if you talk to other coaches, he has a great motor. He, he's very athletic. But he has the hands. His hands at getting off blocks are amazing, hmm. are amazing. Yeah. Uh, it just, just that, that – hand action, okay, here they are, and they're, they're pumping their hands to block you. His ability to, to just disrupt that and, and make the curve leverage-wise is really very good. Coach, really before we good. let you go, tell us what you have left. One, one left in the regular season, am I right? Right. 
right. then it's on the playoffs. Have you have you looked ahead to, to figure out who you might be getting in that first round? I believe it or not, I just don't have. I don't feel I have time to do to worry about that because <laughs> it changes the last sure, week. Sure, sure. Yeah. It changes, and so you know, you right now you could say well two or three teams, but I don't. I, uh, I'm too busy trying to get that. ready for the next. Who team. do you have in your yeah. final regular uh, season game? Uh, Clarkson, uh, uh, football north out of out of Canada. Yeah, and they beat Menor um, mm. fairly solidly early yeah. in the season. Um, they're. Uh, I would just share. I I think they're trying to be like a IMG. Yeah, type. Yeah, they're exactly getting they're kids from all over. Yeah. Right, 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 yeah. To, in, get their opportunities sure. to actually play football in the United States. Okay. Go to college in the United States. You can tell. Yeah. And They've you know you look on. Oh yeah, and you look on film. And you're going okay. They have like five Division One players out there at least. <laughs> and you're, okay. So, it won't be easy. so we're going to have to play here. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to definitely play. Uh, so that that's going to be a challenge. That's that's all right, and, yeah. and we're actually playing the game at our school, which we've never done before. Mm. So if wow. you drive by, you see all these. They brought in all these portable stands to Have put up really? oh, to funny. add more seating. Is that to commemorate your last game? I I, I interpret it that way. Yeah, I, right. I, I don't think I've been always in what they're going to do. But <laughs> that, that's fine. That's and, cool. And, and, uh, that is kind of uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. a little different experience. So. It's okay, and they, they, my whole family's coming in, wow. which sounds like, well, of course they'll be there. Well, okay, three of them, uh, the four kids are in California. Okay, so they're wow. flying and all that, and they're, they're yeah. kids Having to in. deal with this sleet and snow. Oh, yeah, already. they're going to love coming in, aren't they? They're going to love it. The big question is, will you cry, Coach? Will you let it all oh. out? If what's going to happen when, that, when it hits four, fourth quarter stops? What are you going to do? I... I'm going to try not to get emotional. <laughs> Let I, I it go, know. Coach. Let it go. Yeah. I, I, uh, you know, when you're playing a game, I, I, I really firmly believe I'll, I'll be just coaching the game. Focus. And maybe that's that's my little security blanket. Right, there, you know, like, that's, that's exactly what that is. Yeah. Okay. we got to uh, adjust the blocking scheme here or something like that. That, that may be helpful on that. Okay. But I, that there's a, there is a, a feeling of, of satisfaction that – uh, the program will be left in the hands of some really good men, mm, and that's cool. important to yeah. me. Yeah, sure. that's important to me. I, I just, uh, you know, spent as you know, just a lot of years, and and I again, I wouldn't trade a second of my life. I <laughs> see, I'd do this all over again in a heartbeat. It just, it's just yeah. that's so how you wonderful. know you got it right. I, I just, it just was great, you know, and yeah. I'm very grateful. I, I have a wife who just uh, understands that. Okay, it's football season. <laughs> you know. See ya. See ya. Coach, what will you, you know. do next fall? Oh, um, I know. I'll tell you what my wife's saying. We are getting out of the country. If <laughs> 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 she were sitting here, she wouldn't let me answer that. Yeah, right. We're out of the country. That's what we're going to go. I've had Because you know what will happen? Like, well, You're going to drift go back to that the game. Field. Or why don't we go to that one? Yeah, right, right, right. right, right. right. So, but how will you spend the bulk of your time? Because when you're a football coach, it is all-consuming. And, right. and all of a sudden, next fall, when it comes time for you to do what you've done your whole life, that won't be there. Are so you retiring you from teaching void? as well? Right. Okay. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. Right. You got you, So you completely right. unplugged. Well, yeah. uh, I, I, I am doing some work with the Browns with their youth right. uh, programs. Uh, sure. So I, I'm, I'm looking at it that I can 
have a little bit more time to go see how those leagues are doing, mm -hmm. right? There's a number of leagues that the Browns are helping out, and I can go see and, and watch them play and, and say, are there things coming up that maybe the Browns can help you with or mm -hmm. do that? I, and it's, uh, I have a very wonderful experience with the Browns because they're, they're very eager to see how they can help right. with youth uh, sports, youth football. And, and uh, so I, I think they're, they're encouraging me, yeah, please do that. That'll be fun. Very so I, I, I won't be out of, totally out of the game. Yeah. But maybe a guy my age should be doing that, right? Should yeah. be kind of going, okay, we got to get these young kids where it's a safer game, sure. yeah, yeah. safer technique, right. playing the game. Because I know I've said this the last time I was here, it's clear to everybody that the number one spectator sport in the United States by far is football. I mean, that, yeah. it's clear, the statistics are ridiculous, but yeah. it, it can't be a gladiator sport. And what do I mean by that? You're watching the athletes in the arena while you sit up in the crowd going, I'm not doing that, but All I can right. watch that yeah. happen. Well, how about playing it? Sure. Come on, come on out and play it, you know? Right. So that's what I, at my age and my, my uh, status at this point, I think I could channel my energies into helping in that area. It's well, great. Coach, congratulations on the marvelous <laughs> career. Thank you. Chuck Kyle coming to the end of a 40-year career as uh, the head coach of St. Ignatius. Coach, thanks again for coming by. Thank great you for having me. Coach. Greatly appreciate it. A lot of fun. Thank and you. from high school football, we pivot to the NBA. Brad Sellers, 60 seconds, which they've never been 60 seconds, more like three minutes, with Campy Russell. Check it out. Coach, thank you. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.